0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the last take sports podcast and today we are here with our finally NFL weekly recap of the regular season and Andrew I know you're on a time constraint so let's jump right into it and the first topic that we have today is the Philadelphia Eagles and my question for you Andrew is did Doug Peterson willingly tank by taking out Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter?
1: Yeah and we all know the story he took out Jalen Hurts, who is clearly, I think, the best quarterback on that roster as of right now, in favor of Nate Sudfeld. And I don't think anyone agreed with this decision, aside from Doug Peterson himself, and not even the Eagles players were in favor of it. And a lot of them have came out after the game having an opinion on this, and it wasn't in favor of Doug Peterson's opinion. And they were all saying how shocked they were to see Jalen Hurts benched in the biggest game of the season for them and the New York Giants, as well as the Washington football team and who they were playing. And Doug Peterson just absolutely sold the game for the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts definitely could have won the game for the Eagles and gave them the best chance. But no, he would rather go with the third string quarterback in Nate Sudfield and watch him lose the game way worse than Jalen Hurts, and I, I'm even here to say that Carson Wentz could have possibly put up a better fight than Nate Sudfield did, but he, he chose to go with Sudfield and we, we saw the game ended, and it wasn't in favor of the Eagles or the Giants, and I don't know if he tried to tank. I don't know if that was what he was trying to do. What I do know is he definitely made the wrong decision, and why not keep your most prized possession on your team in Jalen Hurts, and your best quarterback on roster in the game, if you're trying to win the game, he benched him. So that makes people believe, oh, well, you're clearly trying to tank, not trying to win the game. But I don't think that was the case. Of course, I think he was just going to the last resort, and that's Nate Sudfield. But it it certainly seems like to the public's eye that he is trying to tank by putting in. Sudfeld over Jalen Hurts. I mean, it didn't. The move didn't make much sense, and I'm very not happy with this decision because overall, this hurt the Giants' chances in getting into the playoffs. So when it affects another team's chances, that doesn't sit too well with me because not only did this affect the Eagles, but this affected two other teams: in the Washington Football Team and the New York Giants, and eventually ended up hurting. The New York Giants more than it hurt the Eagles themselves so overall I don't know if he was clearly trying to tank with this move but he certainly did while doing what he did and it just wasn't the right move by any means
0: yeah Andrew not only did it hurt the Giants and the Eagles I mean it also hurt the Detroit Lions if the Eagles would have won, the Lions would have slid up another pick in the NFL draft. But because they won, they're stuck at seven. And that's a very important pick because we know that there's a possibility the Eagles could take receiver. And there's we know there's a possibility that the Lions could take receiver. So they could end up taking the guy we want. To be honest, though, that is probably a better thing that the Eagles are picking ahead of us if they're going to take a receiver and we're going to take a receiver. Because the Eagles usually take the bus out of team's hands in terms of uh taking receivers early in the draft so maybe it's not as bad as we think it is but overall it it did significantly hurt the Lions draft pick so obviously that kind of sucks but to your point he did willingly tank the game there was no way that you can justify that Nate Sudfeld was your better option The Jalen Hurts. I know Carson Wentz wasn't even dressed at that point, which kind of made sense. There's no way he ends up on that roster at the start of the year next year. He claims that that situation is salvageable. It's not. There's no way that Carson Wentz is going to stay there. And Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback option. He was the the guy that people trusted between him and Sudfeld. And there was no reason, unless you were trying to lose the game, that
1: you would take him out. But here's what I have to say, and this is where the decision doesn't really make much sense to me. Was Jalen Hurts really playing that awful to the point where you have to take him out in favor of your third string quarterback? I The answer to that is I don't think so. Believe, Although he didn't have a passing touchdown, he had two rushing touchdowns. And although he wasn't moving the ball that great, he, he was moving the ball way better than Nate Sudfeld was. And at that point, I, they're just the logic when you see Nate Sudfeld just going, doing awful out in the field. Normally you'd think, ah, maybe, maybe I screwed this one up at least admit to it after the, in the post-game press conference, but no, he's stuck by his decision. And that's what pisses me off. I mean, you have to take responsibility for your actions and Doug Peterson just didn't do that. And his players were upset. The media was upset. Everybody was upset. He, he really screwed up the Eagles team and roster and organization and chemistry and Doug Peterson's causing a lot of problems in this organization and I can say Philadelphia Eagles are not looking too great in any perspective at this point
0: yeah Andrew but moving on now to our second topic and there's not a whole lot here we just want to congratulate the Cleveland Browns on making the playoffs and hopefully eventually our Detroit Lions will make it but probably not and for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in, I don't know, 20 years, I think this is a very big step for them to becoming another competitive franchise in the NFL. And although they'll probably lose because they're missing a lot of key players and coaches going into this game, I think it's still a huge accomplishment for the Cleveland Browns to be back in the playoffs.
1: Well, Henry, even without the players, and or even with them, excuse me, with the players and coaches, I really didn't think... Cleveland Browns would have much of a chance. I mean, just looking at that week 17 game, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers were starting backups and that game came down to the final drive. And now I believe they play the Pittsburgh Steelers again in the playoffs. I mean, how do you think this is going to go full strength Pittsburgh Steelers? And even with full strength Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland could barely beat them with backup with the Steelers playing with backups. And, you know, the Steelers are the more experienced team and the more experienced team in the playoffs as well. This is only going to go one way for me. I can only see it going one way, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a win. But I do want to congratulate the Browns and Browns fans for finally getting to the playoffs, you know. It's a, it's an accomplishment for this franchise, especially with them being so bad as of recent years and them to turn it around. I mean, it's really inspiring to see for all these not great franchises going through really deep lows right now, like the New York Jets, like the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you have to look at these organizations and feel like, and then you look at the Cleveland Browns. You're like, the Browns were in these team situations a couple of years ago, and they made great off-season moves, great draft choices. And they turned around their whole organization, whole franchise. I mean, if you're a fan, if you're a player of these teams you got to look at the cleveland browns and almost be inspired that man we could really turn this around in a matter of three four five years as long as we try our best so congratulations to the browns inspiring many of us fans and players and personnel of these teams that are in deep holes right now like the lions jets and jaguars
0: yeah andrew we're moving on to our third topic and we're talking about the miami dolphins who are the only team I believe that started the day in the playoffs that didn't finish in the playoffs. So unfortunately for them, they didn't make the playoffs, but finishing at 10-6, very successful season with a rookie quarterback, a very young and inexperienced team, and overall not a very talented roster. It just shows how good of a coach Brian Flores is. And they have a huge amount of cap space going into this year. They have a lot of picks. So this, this franchise has a big future coming, and this could be one of the perennial top five teams in the NFL for the coming years, Andrew.
1: Yeah, and I agree. Miami's shown a lot of upside and a lot of promise this season, but I actually have a quick question for you. Do you think Miami drafts or signs a quarterback in the offseason because they might be a little troubled by watching Tua just not be able to seal the deal to get into the playoffs and just played awful and he hasn't been impressive all season. I mean he's been nothing special compared to the other rookie quarterbacks in this class. So do you think they move on from him after one year and try to draft a quarterback since they do have the third pick, I believe, or try to sign one in the offseason? Andrew, the only
0: way I think they do anything in terms of quarterback, I think, is maybe re signing Ryan Fitzpatrick or just signing another veteran backup quarterback. But other than that, I think there's no way that they don't stick with Tua going into next year.
1: Yeah, it just troubles me to see Tua. I mean, he's struggling, and he's not the healthiest of guys. And, he, I mean, the Miami offensive line isn't playing awful, but here's what I'm saying. Tua isn't the most reliable quarterback, and he's a little injury-prone. It isn't the best thing to have a quarterback with both of those problems and he's just not throwing the ball well, not very accurate, doesn't make the best decisions. I mean, he's very talented, I'll give him that, but besides that, I don't know if he's going to go too far in the NFL. He hasn't been showing much unless he makes a dramatic improvement from this season on to next season. I don't know if he'll have a job anywhere but Miami, and maybe Miami chooses to move on from him. I think it's definitely in the back of their mind. I know the only reason why they made that change at quarterback midway through the season with Brian Fitzpatrick uh, moving to Tua at quarterback was to see what they have in Tua. And I don't think Tua has proven much to solidify himself as the quarterback of the future for this Miami team. And the Miami Dolphins made that decision to kind of see how Tua was, would, will do in the NFL. And with him not doing great, they have that in mind that they have the third pick in the draft right now. Maybe you draft quarterback high if you're the Miami Dolphins. Maybe you just give up on Tua right now. Maybe you have a quarterback competition for whoever you draft or bring in in the free agency. I definitely think it's possible. And I know you're shaking your head, Henry, but you you of all people will know that Tua's, how he's been playing, Tua's play has not been anywhere near impressive. So if you're the Miami Dolphins and you have that third pick, and you know that there are some pretty good quarterbacks up on top of this draft board, I see a way where they use that pick to draft one.
0: Andrew, there's no way they draft a quarterback after both the GM and the head coach came out and addressed the comments without even being asked to that question, saying Tua Tagovailoa is our quarterback, our starting quarterback going to next year. And Andrew, you made a comment about the offensive line. The offensive line was horrible all year. They need to draft the offensive line to protect him. He 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 had nothing. I mean For a guy that is injury-prone, you're not really helping him, giving him zero weapons and zero time in the pocket, as well as not very good running back play as well. I know Gaskin was solid, but he's definitely not the future at running back. So they need to put guys around him, guys like top talent receivers, sign some guys, sign mostly guys that will help Tua. Offensive linemen and receivers are what the Miami Dolphins need to go for this offseason, Andrew.
1: Yeah, I just don't know what to think right now because for the Miami Dolphins, because Tua is just, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future and the way he's been playing for them. I don't see a way that he lasts longer than two years as the quarterback. Maybe he survives the, the rest of next year, but I don't see a way he makes it longer than that. So maybe you bring in a quarterback to have some competition with him. Maybe you keep fits in Miami bring some competition for Tua and if Tua isn't playing up to standards you put in that other quarterback have a backup option because I don't think you can comfortably put Tua as your starter and say yeah he can win me games because after what he's shown this season especially in the season finale to clinch a playoff spot he just came out totally flat and was just not sharp, and he hasn't been sharp all season. So if I am the Miami Dolphins, I'd be worried about Tua in the future at quarterback for this team. So that's why I say maybe you consider drafting a quarterback at three or possibly signing one or trading for one in the offseason. I know Carson Wentz is possibly an option. Maybe you trade for Carson Wentz, bring him in, or a quarterback like that, a veteran presence that can compete for the job with Tua, put some pressure on Tua, because we know Tua plays pretty good under pressure, but he hasn't been shown it. In the NFL, here's what I'm saying. Tua, I don't think, is the future. So you got to bring in someone to compete with him or at least be a backup option, a viable backup option that will be good, that you can put in comfortably if Tua is not playing well. You have to bring in someone. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you have to bring in someone to be that backup option. Fitz was it this year. you got to at least bring Fitz back or draft or bring someone in that will compete with him and be a solid backup option, where if Tua isn't playing good, you're going to need someone to rely on that can come in and still win you games.
0: Andrew, this is how franchises go to absolute hell. You give a quarterback no time to develop. You give him no help. This is, this is what happens. This is what happened with Josh Rosen in his first year as as a rookie quarterback, no offensive line, no receivers. They cut, they drafted a quarterback after one year because he thought they, because they thought he wasn't the answer. And if he gets another shot, I guarantee you, he will be a much better quarterback because he'll have weapons and he'll have a team that designs things around him. You can't give a guy one year and say he's automatically not your future. He had no weapons, no offensive line, was thrown into the fire, and, and bringing in another quarterback only ruins his confidence. So if you want a guy to come into the year having full confidence and knowing that he's the guy, you don't bring in a backup quarterback to come out and compete with him because that only is gonna make him less confident and only affect your football team in a negative way.
1: You mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. Tell me what happened with them after when they drafted a quarterback for the second year in a row. They drafted Josh Rosen, didn't work out. Guess who they drafted the next year with a high pick? Kyler Murray. Now he's the face of the franchise. Maybe you get it wrong once in the top 10 and draft the wrong quarterback. But if you go twice, especially with the top three pick, I bet you, you have a better chance of getting it right this time. And that's what the Dolphins have a chance to do. They can write the ship. I don't think two is the answer. I think they know deep down that Tua isn't the answer. So you write the ship, you draft a better quarterback, a face of the franchise, and maybe you go after Justin Fields. Maybe you go after Zach Wilson, whoever's your guy. I think you have to draft him, especially with that high pick. Andrew, you can't
0: say that Josh Rosen wouldn't have done any better because they only improved the offensive line and his receiving core the year after he was traded. Kyler Murray was just chosen there because they had the number one overall pick, and that seemed to just be the consensus thing to do is just draft quarterbacks at number one nowadays, no matter who the best player on the board actually is. Because if you want to just tell me that Nick Bosa wasn't the best player on the board at number one, you are an idiot because Nick Bosa is already a top five defensive end, pass rusher in the entire NFL whereas Kyler Murray hasn't brought his team to the playoffs yet so according to your logic he he shouldn't be the quarterback of the future anyways I mean Tua in his one year quarterback has has had a better record than Kyler Murray so according to your logic Kyler Murray should be the Arizona Cardinals should be looking to move on from Kyler Murray
1: no because you're not understanding my logic what I'm saying is Kyler Murray in his rookie season was playing very well and much better than Tua was. Not only did Tua play half the games this season, so you can't even compare their rookie seasons aside from how well they've been playing. And Tua might have the better record in his rookie season, but we can all agree that Tua wasn't playing nearly as good as Kyler Murray was in their rookie seasons. Tua, I believe, had a losing record as a starter in the NFL and Tua is just not making the right throws. He's not playing well by any means. So Kyler Murray, not by my logic, is the face of this franchise just because, Henry, he's been playing very well. He's been playing like a top five NFL quarterback, arguably, since he's entered the NFL. Although he hasn't made the playoffs, he's been playing very well. So you can't compare the two when Tua hasn't been playing well at all and Kyler Murray has been succeeding and playing at a very high level. All I'm saying here is Tua isn't the face of this franchise. I, I I have to say, and I know you can't. It's hard to judge a player off one year, but from what I've seen so far, I'm very worried for Tua's NFL career because it won't look like it's lasting long. And you and I both know he's he hasn't been playing well by any means. And if I'm the min, or excuse me, the Miami Dolphins. I'd be pretty scared right now because right you're looking at your supposed face of your franchise and he's not looking like anything near that. So that's why I say maybe you sign or go after a possible backup option to be able to rely on or at least compete with Tua. Andrew, you can't move on from a quarterback after one year. He, You drafted him at number five overall to be the face of your
0: franchise. It makes no sense. It only hurts the guy's confidence. It shows that you're a weak franchise and give up and don't care about developing guys. Josh Allen's rookie year, Andrew, 2,000 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. His second year, 58% completion percentage. 3,000 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, nine picks. You give a guy into his third year with an offensive coordinator he really gels with, 70% completion percentage, 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. You cannot give up with a guy that had an incredible college career, has loads of potential, and if you give him weapons, put guys around him, you, you see what happened with Josh Allen when you finally gave him a number one receiver, He's a top 3 quarterback in the NFL right now. You give Tua that, I guarantee you the Dolphins are in the playoffs if
1: they get good enough help around Tua. I never said you have to move on from Tua. What I said was you have to bring in someone to be able to compete with him because Tua hasn't shown that he can be the face of this but franchise. But how does
0: that help Tua? How does that how, how how does that help Tua at all? Like what does that do to him? That only hurts his confidence because you know that you have a
1: guy looming there waiting to replace him. Henry, if he's the true face of this franchise, he can beat out anybody who will compete with him for that starting job. If anything, you aren't doing it for Tua at this point. You're doing it for your franchise. And if you need to bring in a better quarterback because Tua isn't doing his job correctly or up to standards, that's what you have to do. It's a business, Henry. It's not for the sake of Tua. Oh, it's not like this organization is like, oh, we need to save Tua's career. If he's not playing well, we care so much about him. We need to keep that's him not, That's not part. what I'm
0: saying. You, you're, you completely ruin his career if you bring in another guy because you you shake his confidence and he just knows that there's another guy there. It doesn't matter that he should beat him out anyways if he's the face of the franchise. Bringing in another guy, you see what happened with Carson Wentz when they drafted Jalen Hurts. He was significantly better years past, years prior, brought his team to the playoffs. Basically every single year he's been the quarterback except this first year. And as soon as you bring in another quarterback, his level of play just gets to another level of bad. So you see what happens. I'm just throwing out what I think should happen. You shouldn't bring another guy. You have to put guys around Tua. Tua will bring the Dolphins
1: to the playoffs if that's what you do in this off season. You brought up Carson Wentz. Do you think he really deserved that job with being, let's compare the two teams that drafted backup quarterbacks, or at least a young quarterback with the starting quarterback already, the green Bay Packers, in the Philadelphia Eagles, the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round, and they have Aaron Rodgers already. The Philadelphia Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, and I believe the second round they had Carson Wentz already. The Green Bay Packers are thirteen and three right now, and Aaron Rodgers is going never, on his way to, to win MVP. Carson
0: Wentz and Tua Tagovailoa aren't Aaron Rodgers. We know that you don't need to. You can't compare those two situations. Aaron Rodgers was going into the year knowing that he was the starter and knowing that he was still the face of the franchise. There was no doubt in that. The only thing that happened in the offseason was Matt LaFleur tried to gel with him better and improve their relationship, helping them work better as an offense. Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson never told him what his plan was when it was, when he was drafting um, Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz last year, he didn't play that bad. 4,000 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, seven picks with absolutely no one at receiver. And as soon as you bring in another quarterback, 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 15 picks. You should, it doesn't matter what you have. You can't bring in another quarterback that just, that just ruins a guy's confidence and ruins the future of the franchise.
1: Well, Henry, what I'm trying to get at here. Is that Aaron Rodgers looked at it as oh now I got to prove myself came out even stronger than past years. Carson Wentz looked at it oh I'm scared now that they brought in so I'm gonna play with fear. Andrew, you,
0: we, you and me both know that Matt Lafleur wasn't gonna bench Aaron Rodgers no matter how bad his play was. They were 13 and three the year prior, and I don't and they they went 0 and 16. Aaron Rodgers was still their starting
1: quarterback. Then then what do you think the Packers are trying to do there while drafting a quarterback in the first round? The exact same
0: thing they did to Brett Favre when Air, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round at the, almost the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, and case. guess
1: who won the job? It was Aaron Rodgers within three years. I believe Aaron Rodgers was the new face of that franchise. Maybe that's what you got to do with Tua. Maybe you got to bring in a guy who can compete with him and be that face of the franchise. Maybe Tua isn't it. Maybe they just have to accept that. I think you have to bring someone in to compete with Tua. If Tua wins that job, good for him. He deserves to be the starter. But if he can't beat out another player that they bring in, he does not deserve to be the starting quarterback. Sure, you let him start the season, see how he does. But if he doesn't improve his play, there is no reason why Tua Tagovailoa should be the face of that franchise still and be starting at quarterback for that team because that team was very close to being a playoff team. They probably should have been this year. If Ryan Fitzpatrick started that game, they would have been in a much better situation, probably. Brian Fitzpatrick couldn't playoff. have started that game. It doesn't matter. There was no other option. I know. I'm saying if he did, Henry, I know he couldn't. They he weren't beating out. the Bills. You can't tell me that they were going to beat the Bills in that game. He would have competed much better than Tua did. And
0: Tua. They were still getting blown off, out. The Bills, the Bills are the hottest team in the NFL right now, Andrew.
1: Miami, the Miami Dolphins are this so close to being a playoff team. And they <laughs> were a playoff team if you do,
0: if you get rid of. If you get rid of divisions and you get rid of conferences, they have they would be like if there's 14 teams in the playoffs, they're the 10th seed. So they had a playoff record. They went 10 and six. The season just happened to be considered not as good as it was because they were in the AFC, which had
1: a boatload of teams that won 10 games. Who who's more responsible for leading them to a 10 and six uh, record? Tua Tagovailoa or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'm Tell pretty right. sure Tua won more games as a starting quarterback, Andrew. Ryan Fitzpatrick won more games for that team. I guarantee you that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing much better than Tua all season. And when you have a quarterback that is very near to retiring, playing better than your f- supposed face of your, your rookie quarterback sets, that, you don't, that you're that's not expecting problem. to
0: go out and be the best quarterback in the NFL. You, you're, you're putting pressure on him like he's supposed to come out and – be Peyton Manning, Tom Brady is a rookie. You have to give this guy time to develop, and eventually, he will be your guy. You don't put anyone around him. This is what's going to happen.
1: When when you you look at Justin Herbert, look at Joe Burrow before he got injured, they were Justin Herbert had
0: significantly more weapons. Joe Burrow has more weapons. You're telling me that Devontae Parker and Preston Williams and Mike Kosicki are
1: are weapons that's going to help a rookie quarterback succeed. Joe Joe Burrow didn't basically had the same amount of weapons as Tua. Justin Herbert, I get he had Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. Justin Herbert had a lot, but just that Justin Herbert's still playing very well. Even even without weapons, you can tell if a quarterback's playing very well because the losses wouldn't be their fault. And I'm not saying that these losses, the Miami Dolphins losses are completely on Tua, but he is re- very much responsible. For that Bills loss in the season finale and a couple previous losses, I can't pinpoint them, but Tua just has not been playing very well for them this season. And I'm not saying you totally give up on him already, but you got to bring in someone to be that backup option in case Tua just doesn't pan out because as of right now, it's not looking like he is.
0: And as a starter, Tua Tagovailoa was 7-2 and two or 7-3. and three. I can't exactly look at it. I think he was 7-3. and three. That's all I'm going to say. But we need to move on to our final topic because we are way over time at this point. And then our final topic is, do the Cardinals beat the Rams with a healthy Kyler Murray?
1: Yeah, I think they do. But you also have to look at it from the other perspective. Los Angeles Rams were without Jared Goff, Cooper Cup and a couple others, and they still won the game. I mean, the Cardinals, I guess were out. We're without Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk at, uh, and Kyler Murray at points for the majority of the game, Christian Kirk for the entirety of the game. All you, all I have to say here is the Rams outplayed the Cardinals and maybe with Kyler Murray, a healthy Kyler Murray, they have a chance, but overall the Cardinals did not deserve to win that game. Even with a healthy Kyler Murray, they came out very flat. They didn't, they did not play well. The Rams deserve to win that game. And I just have to say it. I don't think the Cardinals are a playoff ready team just yet. I think next year will be their year. They'll come back even stronger, but I just don't think this year was their year and they proved in that season finale that they just aren't that, that type of play just isn't going to cut it even without a healthy Kyler Murray, because without their starting quarterback, the Rams were able to function, but without that, and that's a playoff team. That's how a playoff team should play. They're a very deep team and they come ready to play the Cardinals. When it came, when it came to the time where they have to show up at the biggest point of the season for them, they weren't able to, the the Cardinals are just not a playoff team yet. But to answer your question, with a healthy Kyler Murray, I think there's a solid shot they win the game. But overall, they just did not deserve to win the game with or without a healthy Kyler Murray.
0: Yeah, Andrew, I think they win that game too. I think overall that with Kyler Murray, that he just elevates that team's play. And especially with his ability to run, if he was fully healthy, I think that's another dimension that you add to that Cardinals offense. So yeah, I probably think they win the game. Both teams end up in the playoffs anyways because the Bears lost that game against the Packers. So I think with a fully healthy Kyler Murray, they probably end up winning that game. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.